This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Alrighty, I'm back in New York City. Didn't get much sleep last night as I was at NRG Stadium. Hail to the victors. Michigan, your national champions, taking care of Washington last night in H-Town. Someone that was in attendance working for the Big Ten is a former Michigan tight end in Jake Butt, who's kind enough to join us right now. Jake, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for doing this. I would ask you how you're doing, but I saw you run around the field last night in the post game, and your smile pretty much told the entire story. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's uh, that that question answers itself. And uh, man, there's only one of these every year, man. Only one gets to call themselves national champs, and it's been a long time coming for us Michigan fans and Michigan alum and. Really just so happy for Coach Harbaugh and these players. I don't know how much time you spent talking directly with the players, but my God, man, just such a special, special group of individuals and young men. No, they definitely are. And uh, the last three years, we've had a bunch of them on from Blake Corum to Colston Loveland, uh, Chris Jenkins, and there's so many likable players on this team. Uh, But let me start you off with the first half. Uh, I was saying it all week, you know, play bully ball, run, 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 and then run some more. The start Michigan got off to, and also it being Donovan Edwards, who was great last year, then this year there's been some good moments, there's some bad moments. I thought it was pretty neat on the big stage for Donovan Edwards to play his best game of the season so far. Oh, no doubt, man. And, uh, you know, he had a conversation actually leading up to the game where he was kind of talked about, uh, you know, the the mental uh, battle. And, you know, he, he said, hey, listen, man, it's been a real struggle for him. And he mentioned, you know, he's dealt with mental health challenges because of this. Talked about how he needed to go see a counselor. And I could just say, man, I was a guy that's been, you know, I tore my ACL three times. I was repeatedly injured. I understand the principles of having expectations and feeling like, you know, you could do something special. And yet, for whatever reason, you weren't able to do it for Donovan this year. It was just missing production it was shocking I think we all thought maybe he was going to be one of the best running backs in the Big Ten maybe in the country and it took him the whole year to get to that moment but uh, good things happen to those who wait the offensive line on those plays opened up gaping gaping holes man seriously you look like the parting of the Red Sea <laughs> you could drive a bus through those lanes man and his speed uh, his speed did the rest and just lastly man what you could tell, the, the special part about it is, look at the way his teammates came to celebrate with him. That, to me, showed how special he is and how special this team is. And then when you get to Blake Corum, like, I don't know what else there is to say about Blake. I thought if he didn't get hurt last year, 
towards the end of the season, he would have won the Heisman Trophy. But then to come back and to have this season now have, what, 61 career touchdowns in his Michigan career, and he he ends it with the national championship. Uh, You're talking about one of the all-time great Wolverines. He's got to be a top-five player in program history. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And and when you think about it, you know, you have to – factor in you know what I think a little greatness I, I I factor in the off the field stuff too yeah and it wasn't just him it was a number of guys on this team guys that continually you know NIL I was told hey this is bad man how are we going to give these young guys millions of dollars look at what they've done with it look at what they've done with it and, and how that's impacted the Michigan community as a whole um but you know, certainly, certainly I asked him post-game about his legacy, and, and he kind of echoed what I just said. He wants to be remembered by, of more than just a football player, but, man, we'll remember the football player in him as well. Jake Butt here with us, former Michigan tight end, now a part of the Big Ten uh, Network. Does a great job as a Big Ten Network analyst. So the first half, it was running the ball, offensive line, and then in the second half, you really saw the defense take over this game when the offense had their fair share of struggles You know, it's kind of crazy because all year, Jake, we heard Penn State fans talk about how great their defense is. Ohio State fans talk about how great their defense is. But the best defense in the Big Ten ended up being Michigan. And to see the athleticism in that secondary and just how tough they are up front, man, uh, that was an impressive performance they had up against Michael Penix Jr. Oh, my gosh. At least, man. I mean, that's that's the best offense Michigan had seen all He's been by far, by far. And a lot of our conversation preparing for the game and leading up to it was like, hey, can can Michigan get pressure? You know, that what that, that Washington offensive line won the Joe Moore Award. They were the nation's top offensive line. They did not give up pressure or sacks all season on Penix. I mean, he had the luxury of throwing from a clean pocket. And thankfully, he's healthy. But what you saw is he continually was going to the injury tent and after the game was walking with a significant limp. That defensive line is relentless, particularly on the inside. I felt that was going to be a big storyline in the game. Chris Jenkins, Mason Graham, the big dudes on the interior are quick. They're fast. They're strong. They're violent. And they just proved to be too much. And also coming out of halftime because Michigan dominated that first half. It was like kind of similar to the Alabama game where you got to halftime, you go, hmm, feels like Michigan should be up by more. And you know that Washington, right, the last two years has been wonderful under Kalen DeBoer up until last night, right? Their two losses were about eight points or left. That play that Will Johnson made, it kind of just swung the momentum, even though they didn't put the game away until later, back in the favor of the Wolverines. Well, in our post game, talking to Coach Harbaugh, you know, he echoed that exact same. They had a conversation. They're like, guys, we are dominating this game. They are we need to pull away. We need to seize the moment. I think we lost Jake. You still there? Yeah. I think we lost Jake, uh, Jake, but well, hopefully we can get him back up. I just got a few more uh, questions that I want to ask the former uh, Michigan tight end. If we can uh, reconnect with him, that will be okay. Uh, We'll wait to see if we could uh, get Jake back on the show uh, as he's had a uh, busy last uh, 24 hours. Uh, you know, covering the game at NRG Stadium and obviously on his way uh, back traveling. So we'll see if we can connect uh, with Jake Butt on uh, CBS Sports Radio and try to get him on a phone line. I think he was joining us via uh, audio on Zoom. But Michigan wins the uh, the national championship last night. And now 
uh, the two big stories to come from that are going to be like not only obviously right you have to praise and and talk about the championship and all that but then you also have to take a look at uh, the future of Jim Harbaugh and also the future of uh, JJ McCarthy as well so um, it's just kind of one of those situations where I think a lot of people expect Harbaugh is going to leave McCarthy it would not shock me if he comes back but at this point you know will your stock be higher than, than where it currently is. Like, you could argue he goes back. He can move up in the draft board because there's so many good quarterbacks this year. Uh, but right after the game last night, you know, I, I was I was right in the field afterwards. You heard those fans saying uh, one more year for J.J. Uh, McCarthy. So Jake Butt is back with us. Hey, Jake, um, let me just get into the Harbaugh conversation. It feels like he's going to leave. It feels like as long as he gets a, a, an NFL job offer, he's going to take it. Where are you at um, in terms of uh, your former head football coach, uh, Jim Harbaugh, and his future with the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I've been asked a bunch about this question, and hey, what's, what, what does my gut tell me? My, I really have no idea what Jim Harbaugh is going to do, and I, I just think that that's who Jim Harbaugh is. Anyone saying that they have a hunch or that they know Jim Harbaugh's next move – I mean, come on, guys. We, we do not – no one has known anything for Jim Harbaugh's next move, man. He's a unique guy, truly one of one. You know, I think about it, it's, it's the same storyline every single offseason where I've remained a bit patient, but every offseason it, it seems like the media has it as a foregone conclusion that Jim Harbaugh is going back to the NFL. And yet, there he is on Michigan's sideline once again. So I, I really don't know. It certainly seems like if there was a year to leave, now would be the time. But he had a post-game press conference uh, 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 conversation with uh, Scott Van Pelt on ESPN. Yeah. Scott, a masterful media question instead of saying, hey, what's next? He said, hey, Jim, how does this late season affect your scheduling in the off season?" And Jim said, hey, I have already told the locker room, we will push spring ball back. So I don't know if we can read too much into it, but – uh, he certainly didn't shoot it down and say that, you know, he won't be there for spring ball. If he's gone, right, Sharon Moore, this is the, the slam dunk. He's definitely the, the next head coach of the Wolverines, in your opinion? Uh, you know, he would definitely be to- towards the top of the list. But, you know, knowing Michigan and the resources they have, uh, I think that they they will be patient. They will explore. Um, uh, you know, Sharon Moore, if, if you were in a coma and you woke up and watched that Ohio State-Michigan game on November 25th, you would have no idea that Jim Harbaugh wasn't on that sideline. I mean, Sharon coached that game so similar, it felt like Jim was there. Um, you know, another name, ironically, I would, I would consider Kalen DeBoer, the Washington coach. I think he's making about four or five million bucks out there right now. Michigan could give him a significant raise, and uh, he has proven to be one of the best. You look at his win percentage. My goodness, he's proven to be one of the best coaches in college football, and he's doing it, you know, very rare in terms of the talent he's been recruiting and bringing to Washington. So uh, I would definitely give him a phone call if I was Michigan. Yeah, and he's a masterful coach, uh, Jake. But as you just laid out, it was that, that's what made it so shocking. Like we all, like I knew watching Michigan each and every game this year how great their defense could be. But even with that being said, usually an offense will be able to figure it out. It was stunning that Penix was not on the same page with his wide receivers and a team that's been so great offensively just was never able with how many chances they got to go tie up the game to do so. No doubt. In in Michigan, absolutely masterful, masterful. I mean, maybe one of the best collective defensive performances 
of the entire college football season. You know, I, I, I talked pregame. I said, hey, man, listen, Washington's going to move the ball. They're going to get theirs. They're going to have some explosives. I felt one of the keys to this game was going to be when Washington is in plus territory and Michigan's backed up, can they force field goals instead of touchdowns? And that's exactly what they did. Those are big momentum swings throughout the game. Um, all three levels, the D line showing up and being extremely disruptive. Penix, you know, he, he threw from a clean pocket almost all year. The O line is the Joe Moore Award. Washington had the nation's top offensive line. Penix was sacked only 10 times all season. Michigan dominated the trenches, man, constantly in the backfield. Penix was constantly in the medical tent, thankfully. Uh, nothing serious, but he was limping significantly after the game. And then the secondary, how about that, man? You know, Will Johnson coming out of half to capture momentum. And then the ending to the game, I mean, seriously, guys, it felt poetic. For Mikey Sainristil, your senior, your captain, your leader, he has the interception and he returns it all the way down inside the 10-yard line. I'm glad he got tackled because the poetry is then after your defensive leader leaves you there, you hand the ball to Blake Corm in the fourth quarter, and he's done what he's done all season, which is punch it in. Uh, truly, truly an amazing finish to Michigan season. Out of 100%, Jake Butt, what do you think the likelihood is of J.J. McCarthy going one more year with the Wolverines? You know, that's, a, that's a, also another good question. Here's what I'll say. I'd imagine that him and Jim are having conversations together. You know, I bet one's decision – affects the others. I bet they work together. I mean, Coach Arball said after the game, it's like a father-son relationship. And, and J.J.'s echoed that sentiment as well. I personally think J.J. is extremely talented. His ceiling is high. He's an absolute baller. But I do think if I, I would recommend, you know, for him, he'd benefit from coming back for one more year developing. Also considering this is a historically deep quarterback class this year. You know, J.J., if he can come back and continue to improve, I think he'd solidify himself as a chance to guarantee himself to go first round next year. So I opened up the show today saying it's a bunch of jackassery. Anyone that gets on uh, one of these platforms today and says, oh, uh, put an asterisk on this Michigan championship or uh, say that it's a tainted championship. You know, everything was all even, even if you think the sign stealing gave Michigan an advantage against Penn State, Ohio State, Alabama, and then Washington, how do you kind of uh, respond to some people today that still won't give Michigan their due? Uh, well, I, I don't even – I pay them no mind and no attention, man. It's just, uh, <laughs> there's people – seriously, I mean, there's people on both sides that have their mind made up completely, and, and truly any additional information that comes out will not sway any of their minds. So I'm not interested in having those conversations. What cannot be denied is the fact that Michigan went on the road against Penn State. They find out Jim Harbaugh is not going to be their coach while they're in the air getting ready to land, and they win. Top 10 matchup. Then you have a, you're, you're, you're also on the road, a trap game in between Penn State and Ohio State against a pretty solid and sound Maryland team. I know they're not the best team, but a solid team. And it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but they get it done. Then you're, then you're at home playing Ohio State. And here's the truth about that game. That was a must-win game for Ryan Day. All the chips were on the table. The Buckeyes needed that game. And yet, without Jim Harbaugh, they win that. And then they handle business versus Iowa. And then you tell me you're playing Alabama in the, in the semifinals. You're playing Nick Saban. Nick, this is where Nick Saban does. This is what he does. 
the Bama team, they're completely different from the team that lost to Texas earlier in the year. This Alabama team, they beat Georgia. Michigan can't beat them. They don't win a playoff game. They can't get it done. And they absolutely got it done. They dominated Alabama. I know the final score went to overtime, but they dominated Alabama and then finished it off and did the exact same thing against a 14-0 undefeated Washington Husky team. I don't know how you can look at this and say anything other than the truth, which has this Michigan football team is by they are the best team in college football this year. And the last thing I'll ask you, Jake, but or just a statement that I'll make. I don't know if anyone's stock improved more last night in terms of getting national praise and national respect than Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator. Uh, what a game plan that was, not only this week, but also the week before up against Alabama. And if Harbaugh leaves, I think Harbaugh would be foolish not to take him as a defensive coordinator. And this could be a guy that he should be a head coach somewhere in a short order. 100%. And those two guys, Sharon Moore and Jesse Minter, uh, you, you look at the coordinators, that is a huge reason. As much as anything, the coordinators, it started with Mike McDonald, who's coordinating the Ravens defense, and then it went to Jesse Minter, Sharon Moore's growth. The coordinators have been as big of a reason for Michigan's progression as anything. Jesse Minter certainly could be a head coach one day, but for now, man, we have to sit back and admire that masterful game plan he had. Well, Jake, appreciate the time. I know it's a busy day for you. Appreciate you jumping on board for a few minutes. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys, for being patient with my signal there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 